What's up, daddies? Thank you for those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and the shares on Twitter. It's just tremendous. And I wanted to especially thank all the Patreon members. We got a huge bump last week, and it makes all this worthwhile because I get to still focus on making power moves the best it can be. So keep it up. The momentum is happening. I can feel it. I can feel it, y'all. Live from Los Angeles, woo, California. You're letting in the power moves, daddy. Yeah, we're making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan. Rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans. Just making power moves. Ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class. Blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. This all American dudes out making power moves. Yeah. And we're back. Joining me in the hot seat, the big homie Vince Averill. Oh, woo woo. I can't believe it. Oh, man. Once again. Mm-mm-mm. Feels good. You've come back. You have come back. And I uh, I featured on your program uh, earlier in the day, man. It's a big, full day. Big Burnsy on the We Rock We Watch Wrestling podcast this week. Huge. Man, that's exciting. That's exciting. And uh, and your lovely wife Georgia Hardstar will be joining us. Georgia, stop by too. Man, you are handling like a professional, <laughs> interviewing two people at once. Mm. You old three way some bitch. Ooh. Mm. Mm-mm. Vince, uh, we got a we've had a big day. I got a, I got a lot of things to take care of. So we're gonna get right into this shit, man. We've already we've already spoken in the car several times. We had a nice lunch at uh, Booze Philly Cheesesteaks. Not a we bad did, lunch. We did your show, so I don't think we got have to any chit chat. No. We got to ke- keep up with. So let's just get into try and do my thing. Uh, I, I as uh, I've told you, Vince, I am going to Michigan tomorrow on Thursday. When you are listening to this, I will be on a. On uh, on the airplane, and uh, you send me well wishes because I do not like to fly. Mm, mm. Just just breathe, baby. Just Man. breathe. Oh, I got the comfort seat, Vince. Oh, you have to, dude. And which which I hear I've never flown those before. Okay. I've, I've flown first class once uh, by a fluke, but I heard that I get a uh, I get free beverages on get the some plane. Cocktails in comfort zone. Yeah. Now, now are they going to limit me? Um, that has not been my experience, but I think what it really comes down to is your treatment of the uh, in-flight personnel and i know that burns you are a very charming individual vince i'm a professional i don't think you're gonna have any problem at all the only time i've ever had any issues on an airplane is when um you know like i've been on some sort of a comedy uh performance thing deal and then uh, on the back end and yeah. then the back end and then the weekend's <laughs> been rough and then uh, i had a few cocktails before i get on the plane and i've had to been told to shut up stop singing guns and roses songs out loud <laughs> but, <laughs> but that uh, won't be this fine no this is just a no. this is a just a professional quiet uh, uh daytime flight and uh extra I'm, leg room couple drinks you're gonna be perfect i think i'm gonna um uh, i'm gonna need to bring some airplane bottles though because i don't like the anxiety because sometimes you get a little turbulence and then all of a sudden you can't get a cocktail for an hour and a half, two hours on a five-hour flight. I'm going to need those those Listen, safety valves in the bag. You don't plan to fail. You fail to plan. That's correct. That's correct. The exciting thing is, Vince, uh, while I'm there, I'm bringing the rig, uh, and we are going to uh, get 
two episodes knocked out at a dive bar. I believe we're going to uh, steamers or steamboats, as we call it in Saginaw, Michigan, with uh, the homie Snowman. That's huge. So we're, you're going to get your ears on an actual Saginaw, Michigan native and uh, current resident. Yeah. Uh, one of my homeboys from high school, one of my old school drinking pals, and we're going to get it done. That's going to be a nice trip. I, 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 tell, I told Brooks earlier, uh, the best and worst thing that can happen is me uh, sitting here with my big city fucking uh, I, uh, podcast rig yapping my mouth and someone pops me in the jaw. I'm like, uh, it's, it's bad for me, but it's good for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about the uh, the, the chance that someone might take offense. Correct. <laughs> I heard that uh, we're going to a happy. I think we're going to go at happy hour around like a. I forget what time. Uh, so it's like two, four. I don't know, but I guess there's there's no one in there, okay. so it should be safe. But you'll get as long full- as the bar staff doesn't get high, <laughs> you'll get the full audience. <laughs> Man, I'll, I'll just, I just gotta explain to him. Look, I'm a native. I'm, I'm just stopping back. But Bernsey's real, man. Man, you want to be on the program, bartender? You ain't out there trying to big time people Hollywood style. <laughs> Say a few words. Say a few words. I also have one gripe this week, Vince. Uh, I was watching a Man on Fire mm-hmm. on uh, on cable, and uh, for some reason, I was like, I wonder what this this is. It's one of my favorite Denzel movies, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what the Rotten Tomatoes score was. Yeah, thirty nine percent. You know, I think that Rotten Tomatoes is mostly for people who don't want to have fun. That's what I always think. You know, it's like if you are you, if you're looking at Man on Fire the same way you're looking at fucking Gone with the Wind or something, then you just you know yeah. It, I always say it subjective art form, but like you can't go into a, a fun popcorn, if you will, film and expect it to be some great fucking work of. Uh, cinematic history you know right and it doesn't need to be and and because yes it's subjective what is good right is it good good is entertaining me and giving me my, my money's worth and seeing denzel washington put on a a, a career like a top tier performance uh mm-hmm. filled with all the smoke and the the hazy f- uh filters that's a michael mann that's a correct uh, or tony scott I think that's a Tony Scott. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a Tony Scott, but it has the Tony Scott signature look. Is it's got a nice backstory. Uh, Dakota Fanning in it is fantastic. That's her like first big role, and it's heartfelt. And and the reviews on fucking Rotten Tomatoes says that in the second half of the movie, it gets a little too violent and over mm-hmm. the edge, mm-hmm. or otherwise known as the good parts. <laughs> When he, what I'm waiting for. When he shoves an explosive up some scumbag uh, uh, fucking uh, guy who, who kidnaps people and drug dealer and uh, and detonates it in his rectum because yeah. he, does, he wishes he had more time. Dude, I learned to not pay attention to reviews as a young boy. I remember I was looking in probably either the Oakland Press or Detroit News or whatever. I saw a review of Ernest Goes to Camp. They shit all over it. And I said, what? <laughs> what? They didn't like Ernest Goes to Camp. That's crazy. And I said, well, now I know the deal. I saw it in the theater when he, uh, in the beginning of Ernest Goes to Camp, he looks in the toilet. It's all filthy. And he turns to the camera and does a fourth wall break and goes, ew. <laughs> I start laughing so hard. This is this was for my birthday party. <laughs> like my birthday party, my, my, oh, yeah. my old man took like five of us 
to go see Ernest Goes to Camp. I fell out into the aisle, gut laughing so hard for like five minutes. I'd never seen something so funny before. Love Ernest Goes to Camp. They're, all, the, all of those films are masterpieces. The Halloween film, boy, I got to tell you oh, what. Scared stupid? It, next Halloween, I know you don't like a scary movie, Vince, but that you can handle that. And Ernest is scared stupid. And I broke it down last last Halloween. I was like, what what is going on like with these movies? And I came to the... The realization that Ernest is a uh, troublemaking, mentally challenged guy who hangs out with all the kids in the neighborhood, which is is suspect, dude, <laughs> for, for whatever reason, and he and he gets them all into trouble. But if you watch it from that perspective, yeah, it, it's so so much more entertaining, dude. We in the early days of the video store in my town, we would rent a cassette that was just a. Um, compilation of his like local commercials all his quality dairy ones it was just like ernest goes to camp commercial yes country uh country dairy i think is one i don't recall uh but he would like yeah he just had all these commercials that you just watch on, yes. on a videotape Did they, was that a compilation made by the video store owner or was that no it, that it seemed like an official release there's, i've never looked it up they're still on youtube Oh. I've, I've I've gotten into them. <laughs> They're fantastic. My night is made. Because it's <laughs> this crazy guy who lives in the neighborhood cruising on up to people's windows, just looking in like, hey, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, you got anything of uh, uh, specific that, uh, that you've been doing this week, Vince, that uh, would be considered your thing? Um, my thing is packing to move, man, which is not the funnest thing to do. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think we all know with with a cold one and a couple toots, uh, 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 can you can have done. some fun. It can get done. I uh, I, I was kind enough to uh, take, make a couple notes of what your thing uh, has been through, oh. through my eyes. I want to talk about the peanut butter cocoa pebbles that you uh, shot me a uh, picture of. Well, it's chocolate and peanut butter, man. I, I saw that That's at the store. Peanut butter cocoa. So oh, it's peanut like butter a, cocoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. Yes, yes, yes. I apologize. Uh, right. So you know that my my go to stoner puff of late has been that Reese's. Mm-hmm. And then I was. That's cruising. what I have in the cupboard currently that I've uh, completely bit from you. Delicious. Yes. Uh, and I was cruising down the island. I saw that and I was like, well, shit, man. I'm a sucker for something new. Right. And it also was hitting those same notes. So um, I think it's good. It does not usurp Reese's. The Reese's Puffs. But I have, puffs I have gotten a second known. box. So it was good enough to go through one box and be like, let me hit that one more time. Right. Um, but it has uh, has treated me right, man. I'll tell you what, like uh, uh, a Fruity Pebble and a Cocoa Pebble, and I'm assuming the Peanut Butter Cocoa uh, Pebbles, have come a long way. Since when we were a kid, did you just you if they milk breathed on them, it was a mush pile. Right, but yes. now you still get a little bit of crunchiness throughout yeah. the, throughout your entire bowl. The laboratory has taken care of any of that. I think you don't because the other. I always get fucked up. I'm like, I got to get to coffee, and then it is, and then I'm like, fuck, why did I put the milk on first? <laughs> right, but it hasn't been an issue. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like uh, I think on uh, in 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 a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I believe that's what clark griswold is working on is some sort of coating that goes on the cereal that makes it not get soggy (laughs) it was real if i'm I'm not correct but yes it was very real i don't think any of us want to know what the coating is but it works man you went to a music festival this weekend and i want to ask you about this specifically because gnarly zach beloved daddy from the program was not at monday night beers on monday dude I'm telling you, it was so. It, it, it's uh, Sound and Fury, the hardcore festival they do in LA every year. Uh, always a great time. Me and Gnarly because were Gnarly there. Gnarly was on the program, and Gnarly talked about being super pumped yeah. to go to this festival this weekend. And, and you're going to give me the recap. So, 
here's how it went down. So, so the, the fest started on Friday, but there weren't any bands we wanted to see until like five. So we posted up at the beer garden downtown that's on, I think it might be on Broadway. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's right next to the fucking globe, kind of by, um, yeah, down down there. And um, and they have $4 beers. There's like two two or three pages of beers you can have for four bucks. Yes. So so me, him, and a, another dude, Abe, we sat in there and we fucking the had- The big spot. A, yes. I've yep. been. I've been yep. and it's a hidden spot that, that I don't always think of. And whenever I go in there, I'm like, this place is the cheapest beer in downtown Los Angeles. And yes. it must be known. And there's just like, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's an IPA or a fucking red stripe, like it's four bucks. Right. And, and for that. me, it's all bottles because they have taps, but some bars, I just won't do the taps at any bar scared. that has like 50 taps. <laughs> those lines aren't, those scared. lines aren't clean, man. Those dirty taps. Uh, so we, we got, we got loose in there. And then, so when we got into the show, we were we were ready to go, and we just kept drinking. Of course, we went in going like, "Well, the beers are like eight bucks, and then we're not gonna we're gonna stop once we get inside." You got to stock up in your tummy. We we kept going, we kept going. <laughs> uh, so we we fucking we made it home, and then the next day we were a little crippled up, but we we got going again at uh, Hank's Saloon, another great dive bar downtown. Got to get that wet dog in you. And but on Saturday we also smoked weed, which we hadn't done on Friday, and then it went and it and. <laughs> right on top of uh, on top of the pile yeah so i mean it was fucking super fun man and and then sunday was the the wrestling show in in the hi-hat with no ring that we were all at as well that's very exciting so by monday you know my man gnarly i text him at one point like for the beers time and then like a couple hours later i was like are you dead because you know (laughs) usually like gnarly to miss out on mnb and uh he's like oh man i just i just woke up from a nap dude i'm not i'm not well (laughs) and i was like i already i had booze on monday too because i was i was trying to fucking get right yes that's why i went chicken today i was like oh that's better i I had a real cheesesteak on monday right but uh yeah so then i don't i touched base with him again but i think he was just too crippled up dude from the weekend uh yeah, I, and I mean, let, I, let I drink my known. water, man. I, I, and I also, you know, both nights I came home. Georgia had food, Pedialyte, like right, getting me, getting my shit together. Well, gnarly <laughs> went home and fried up thirty-seven chicken wings, <laughs> and, and then, uh, yeah, right. And, and then Pedialyte couldn't keep up. Yeah, but that was uh, that was good times, man. We were doing our thing for sure. Man, I just gotta let everyone know, gnarly Zach is the real deal. You were not being oh, spoon-fed no. any uh, phoniness. Ain't no hyperbole, man. <laughs> no, man. Like he, power trip was the headliner on saturday which is his jam and we were like we weren't together i was like down on the floor and i think he was upstairs and he's texting me he's like dude i'm like i'm peaked right now my fucked up and this <laughs> is peaking exactly at the right time for fucking power trip i was like god bless you man beautiful thing let's get into it with power news you can use Man caught with $34,000 worth of cocaine under his wig. Ooh. <laughs> a Colombian man had a very bad hair day when Spanish police at Barcelona's International Airport discovered a half kilo or 1.1 pounds of cocaine under that's, his wig. That's tough on the neck, too. Yes, it is. And usually I don't do uh, foreign stories. Uh, I say those for after dark, but this is too good. And, I'll, and when I show you the photograph, you'll understand why. Vince, I can't wait, dude. This the, sounds like a Looney Tunes episode. A considerably nervous man who arrived on a flight from Bogota at the end of June attracted officers' attention because his hairpiece was of disproportionate size. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like a space helmet. Come here. Before I do the rest of the story, I need you to see this. 
Whoa, what? <laughs> look look at the pound of cocaine on his they head. They left it on there? <laughs> look at this wig. Oh look what God, it looked like dude. with the wig on. <laughs> dude, that's like a fucking, that's an out of control Buster Poindexter. <laughs> it is, yes, it is. Holy shit. Um, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. In what police have dubbed Operation Toupee, the uh, officers found a perfectly sealed package taped to his head with $34,000 worth of cocaine, which is, if you're a cocaine uh, user, I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. Not my not my thing, but uh, my thing that's either. 503 grams. Dude, they're like, we can't possibly put this up your ass, so you have to, <laughs> you got to take it on you somewhere. Give the man a fat suit or something. I mean- Yes. Who thought that that was going to work? Uh, it looks so it looks so ridiculous. And, uh, of course, this will go up on uh, Power Moves Podcast Instagram. Let's Jeez. move on. Ugh. Let's move on. We've got a, another equally stupid story. It's so fortuitous that both of these stories were from this week. Um, this one might nah, this one's not quite as ridiculous, but uh, it, it's a nice hand-in-hand pairing. Corrections officer charged with trying to smuggle meth-filled burrito into prison. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Fucking way to ruin a burrito, man. He put a bunch of meth in there. It could either be sardines or, or meth, whichever you want. <laughs> Sardine burrito, which uh, <laughs> if if you listen to the, uh, the I think the first episode with Jesse Pop, that, that might be where he explains. Live from the uh, Madonna Inn, right? That, that might, yes, that possibly <laughs> made me where he explains the, the drunken night. He made Oof. a mistake and uh, made a... Uh, uh, like a tuna salad out of sardines mixed with mustard, put it in a tortilla. And <laughs> thought it was going to be okay. <laughs> took a bite and, and immediately just uh, dry vomited out of his oh mouth. Oh, my God. A corrections officer in Colorado was accused of trying to smuggle a drug-stuffed burrito into a Colorado prison. Trevor Martineau, an officer with the Colorado Department of Corrections, was, and this is a fucking, this guy works there. Yeah. <laughs> he was stopped July 2nd, entering the Buena Vista Correctional Facility, where he'd worked since August of 2018. Investigators with the Department of Corrections had received a tip about Martineau's smuggling operation. <laughs> Someone's like, hey. Hey, man. Not on the up and up. Old, uh, old Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Check. Check the salsa. Check the burrito. <laughs> Check the tox. Check the hoagies in his, in his lunchbox. You're going to find something special. I mean, you used to try to bake a knife into a cake or whatever, you know, or a saw, but <laughs> right. not a fucking... This is, all, this is also very Looney Tunes. Once confronted, Martina admitted he had drugs in his lunchbox. So, uh, I like to picture it's like a Dukes of Hazard joint or something. <laughs> One of those metal ones. Yeah. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was very iconic. Got to move the thermos. Correct. <laughs> That's where he keeps the... Uh, like the, uh, the but is, also, is in Colorado, now you liquid can... Liquid acid is in the thermos. <laughs> but now you can... You, like, mushrooms are legal. Just just chop up the mushrooms and put them in your burrito, man. Come on. Right. Well, this is meth, Vince. That's not legal <laughs> even in Colorado. According to court documents, his burrito contained 91.4 grams of meth, mm. 26 grams of heroin, 46 strips of suboxone, 10 mm. strips of uh, buprenorphine. Buprenorphine. <laughs> that is not slow motion, ladies and gentlemen. Naloxone. 13 individually wrapped suspected marijuana wax. Well, that should be legal. He should okay. get in trouble for that. And six thumb drives. Why not allow it in the prison? 
<laughs> when they open- so is it just like a it's just a burrito full of plastic bags it's a giant it's a fucking giant flour tortilla <laughs> and, and this motherfucker got so lazy with this uh that when they busted him they asked him to look in his lunch box and they see a fucking plastic baggie sticking out of it like like a piece of lettuce or some shit this guy needs to get better at rolling burritos man Dude, you gotta yeah. go to like a fucking uh la bamba burritos as big as your head or some shit ask those cooks how they get it all rolled up even though it's piled so high. Be serious dude that's like when when i go to chipotle i can't watch him make it because i get upset sometimes it's nervous it makes you nervous <laughs> it's nervous it makes you nervous I, every time i'm like and sometimes it'll bust and then they you ever you ever have that happen because mm-hmm. i like to get that shit piled high and get my money's worth <laughs> and then they get another flour tortilla out and they just like scrape your shit into the next tortilla no, and roll it up no, no, it's no. not the same i need it all layered man now it's just a big it doesn't look good when you see it that way he was reportedly given one thousand dollars for bringing the faux food into the prison though <laughs> it's not it clear who paid him i recently hired a new inspector general and i've asked her and the team with the responsibility to aggressively pursue all criminal matters that incur inside this prison system the doc director dean williams said this fucking these places are a, a mess. We all saw Shawshank. We all saw Shawshank. You've we've seen what's the HBO program? Oh, Oz. Man, we've seen Oz. <laughs> Man, there's a lot worse things going on than corrections officers bringing in meth burritos. I'll tell Dude, you what. I can't watch some of those fucking no. like uh, you know, lockdown and shit. No. Those shows fuck me up. And I'll tell you what, man. I, you watch those shows, it scares you straight. Like you don't want to like all right, I'm not drunk driving ever again. Yeah. I'm not doing hard drugs. I'm not hanging out with people who do hard drugs. Wrong I'm not place, wrong hanging time, out man. playing with guns with psychopath people. I've done a lot of wild shit in my past, but as a 43-year-old man. Those days are over. Those days are over. I wouldn't last two days in that shit. Maybe nah. when I was 22 and a little piped up and fucking. Nah, I got to run like, for it. But now I'm just going to have to get a rope yeah. and um, find me on the land, dude. <laughs> they cannot take me alive. Oh, boy. This, I got to apologize, Vince. There's something in here you're not going to like. But Uh-oh. we're not going to, you don't have to see it. Don't sugarcoat it, man. Just give it to me. Man caught driving stolen car filled with radioactive uranium, a rattlesnake, whiskey, and a handgun. What's the rattlesnake got to do with this? <laughs> you don't like snakes, man. I don't like snakes at like, all. <laughs> was the snake just cruising around the car? Was it in a cage? You got it in a terrarium. Oh, gee. Well. Oh, fuck. I don't even like to picture it. I know. Uh, well, this is in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Okay. They pull over this guy's car. It's got an expired tag, and they see that the car is stolen. They find a fucking container of powdered uranium, snake in the back, in a fucking terrarium, in yeah. like, you know, like aquarium, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, dirt. Yeah. And an open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff. I've never heard of Kentucky Deluxe. I bet it's in a plastic bottle. It's very possible. I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a call call to action on a daddy to figure out what a Kentucky Deluxe whiskey is and give me a review on that. Dude, what any any word on where the fuck he was going or they, why? They pulled him over with the tag. Uh, his name was uh, Stephen Jennings, forty one year old, 40, 40, 41 years old. And I want to show you this guy, Vince, because this guy's forty one, right? This guy's got we've got like we, me and you both have two three years on this fella. Is this a trick, dude? Is he holding a snake? No, man. <laughs> Oh, no, that's that face app everybody's been using, right? <laughs> that's the old man face, right? Look, oh, check out wow. the smiley face necklace, the, no. le- the leather vest, the ponytail. He's got the, 
He's got the big chain with the with the uh, with the uh, crystal on it right here. I mean, <laughs> for good energy. Outside of looking older than forty one, he kind of <laughs> looks more together than I thought he would. Right. And he looks like a guy who would have a snake. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's he's the full package. He's the full fucking package. It's but I just this guy is he's had it rough. <laughs> so he was like, I stole a car. To take my snake to somewhere? Or it where? was a stolen car with expired tags. He's got an expired license, but he's the kind of guy who will drive a uh, stolen car that he didn't steal. He doesn't have a problem with that. Um, he reportedly told officers that he had, when he was pulled over, he had a firearm in the center console. He's got that not even in the glove box. He's got that at he's the ready. forthright. There's a timber rattlesnake and a terrarium in the back seat. And then they search the car. They find the gun and an almost full open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe Whiskey mm. Daddy. <laughs> Kentucky he Deluxe just, Daddy. He just started his day with that and he didn't even get I know, two swigs. That's man. what I think. And this is the kind of motherfucker, he's not driving around with like a like a 12-ounce can of Budweiser in a koozie. This guy's, he's starting his day He's up. taking rips. The silver canister they found has a, the yellow pottery substance that was also found inside the car, which was uranium. And this dude uh, said he acquired it because he's a scrapper. He's like a you know guy who picks up scrap metal. This okay. they could not describe this type of type of dude anymore. So I wonder, did he know it was uranium? Uh, he were they like, what the fuck is this? I read like three or four different uh, stories on this, and kind of uh, Frankenstein them together. Uh, what I learned was that he uh, found it inside of one of those. It's in one of those uranium uh, like sticks that detects it. Like, oh. like for some reason, I think that has to be, you have to have uranium in that. To detect and it? And he gutted it all up because he's like, fucking uranium, man. Yeah. Here's what he says to the police. He jokes with them that he was going to use the uranium and the rattlesnake to make a super snake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he's got a good sense of humor. Super he snake better been joking, me. dude. I don't like that kind of, that's not my kind of humor. Man, Vince, you better not go to fucking, you, I'm, not, you, I'm not going to Oklahoma. You stay out of uh, wherever this Guthrie, Oklahoma is not the place for you. You make sure not to do any live shows or uh, old Stephen Jennings is going to roll up with his super snake. I can't even go hiking right now. It's the rattlesnake season. No. Oh boy. You will see him too. It's like a fucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, episode going on. <laughs> And then the chick he was with had a uh, former felony, so she uh, went to the pokey because of the possession of the firearm. Oh, man, Steve had his lady with him? Yep, yep. <laughs> and, of course, you're going to see uh, Stephen Jennings on uh, Power Moves podcast. This one is good, Vince. And this one is, uh, of course, the kind of uh, story that we saved for last. Florida woman arrested after stabbing boyfriend who was too tired for sex. Damn, Florida man, you got to give it up, man. They're taking matters into their own hands. A Florida woman who allegedly could not get sex from her boyfriend turned a blade on him. I love the term, turned a blade on him. Jennifer Lee Chapman, who sounds like a serial killer name, like a woman serial killer, which there really aren't, but sounds like one. Thirty-seven of a suburb of Tampa. Florida, of course, was arrested Wednesday on felony aggravated battery charges. When the live-in boyfriend said she was too tired, he was too tired for sex. Chapman allegedly grabbed a serrated kitchen knife and cut her own arm. <laughs> wow, you're gonna fuck me or else, huh? It's one of those bread knives. Yeah, it, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, serrated, serrated. Man, mm. that's not like a nice clean cut. No, no, no. Oh. She cut herself though first uh. to show she meant business. <laughs> 
Police say the boyfriend tried to stop Chapman, resulting in physical confrontation between the couple. Both hit the floor during their struggle, according to the complaint filed by the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. The report states that the, when the two briefly separated on the floor, Chapman grabbed the knife and cut her boyfriend multiple times in the arm and the shoulder. Uh, You're going to fuck me! You're going to fuck uh, me! Jesus. <laughs> the, the report further alleges that Chapman headbutted her boyfriend, and she's fucking going ground and pound on him, and punched him in the face. The victim was bleeding from stab wounds mm. and showed injuries to his face when police arrived. Chapman reportedly fled the scene on foot. Neither alcohol nor drugs played a role what? in the incident. What? Yes. Unprecedented. These always end with Well, you know well, you, they were smoking meth. Well. But this is there's they're stone so But you know how it is, dude. You, you know like the Gene Simmons and the Ted Nugents when when you don't do any of that stuff, sex becomes <laughs> your thing and this chick wanted it. She had to have it. She had to have it by any means necessary. In addition to these charges, Chapman could be in trouble for violating her probation and here we go. Last <laughs> October she was sentenced to 2 years probie after pleading guilty to illegally possessing crystal meth, marijuana and Xanax. Nothing wrong with the marijuana, dude. <laughs> but apparently she has dabbled in such. The arrest comes just 2 days after a woman and we have another uh, little mini story that tacks on to here. Mm -hmm. This is 2 days after a woman in West Virginia admitted to the 2017 stabbing death of her husband during rough sexual foreplay. Whoa. This one's even worse. This is, man, Vince, I'm just saying, you got to give it up, man. These two stories, like, and for all the daddies out there, if you, got, if you got a real wild, real wild woman who might pull a blade on you, don't chance it. You fucking drink a cup of coffee, rub it up stiff. And get the job done. Get ready, baby. Because otherwise, no, nap time's could, over. You could be in, when it's time. It's time. You could be in serious physical wake danger. Wake your ass up. On Monday, Jennifer Lynn Via, forty-nine, was sentenced to fifteen years for the stabbing death. Oh my god! Of her husband Thomas Via. Jennifer initially told authorities, and it's only fifteen years because it's kind of both their fault. <laughs> Jennifer alleged initially told authorities her husband had slipped and fell on the 14 inch dagger that went oh through my his heart. God, this is a dagger. Dagger is not a knife. Slipped it's and a fell. Whole, it's a mini, a mini sword. It's like Dungeons and Dragons or something. She later confessed that the couple had been watching kung fu movies okay. that led to violent foreplay by using weapons, according to ABC News. <laughs> violent foreplay. They were watching kung fu movies. Uh -huh. For some reason, that got the horn on, Jeez. and uh, she uh, took it too far. Well, you think she it would kill? Build him? Wow, man! I, uh, do they use daggers in kung fu, or that's all they had around? Probably? I think that's probably just what they had. They didn't have time to go get any samurai swords, <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe uh, they had those out too. But uh, just next time, just chop some bricks or boards or whatever. Or just you know? gets two of those sumo suits and like cut holes in there for your for yeah, your privates. Now you're talking. Now <laughs> and you're then talking, you can yeah. just beat on each other all you but want. Be safe, dude. That's terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. These people, and and this poor guy, he's dead. And and mm. and they were. She's 49 years old. These are old hornos. Oh. You know? Yeah. It's like, not, uh, man, I'm not. It's not a young person's game, this, th this violent foreplay. I'm 43, Vince. I still get it on, but it's not anything where I'm fucking like, I got to fucking get a knife out and watch some <laughs> kung fu movies, and then we're going to chase each other around the apartment. No, yeah. it's just kind of like, all right, it's bedtime. Let's get it in and <laughs> go to sleep. See you there. <laughs>
Before we finish with Power Grooves, we're up to 432 five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts with a goal of 1,000 closing in, and we're up to 157 Patreon K-Money subscribers. It's a beautiful thing, Vince. It's growing fast. K-Money, baby. When we hit 300, I'm going to add some simple full-length video of one of the shows per week, and uh, I'm still dropping those Midwestern nightmare stories. One went up today. A real story about Crazy Cooter Ooh. in Merrill, Michigan. That is a very, very disturbing thing that happened to me. And I've never told that story on stage. I've never put it in print in a blog. The only place you're going to be able to read that is at the K Money Club on Patreon. Uh, on Patreon. And uh, there's the there's also the Power Move chapters, of course. And uh, if you listen to the last episode, there's the Crazy Large Man. Um, uh, no way, Jose Fatty Fatty. I got, I got that. that one. I got that one in the roost personally, but uh, what a story! That photo is up there as well. Uh, also, pictures of Tim Dog, who I've talked about, and uh, you're going to hear me and Vince right after this talking about uh, used strip club furniture, which I think might be nice in your man cave in your new home, Vince. And I wanted to present that to you. I don't know. And there's also a guy whose dog ate him. <laughs> It's one of those stories that uh, it's for the it's for the after dark. Don't you dare it's miss it. Little 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 too sticky and dirty for the uh, for the. Gotta be behind that paywall. And uh, I'm going to Michigan again tomorrow for a week, and I'm going to document most of it on the Patreon for the loyal daddies oh, because that's I, I be can't great. just put up all the shit that I put up on Instagram. It'll just flood it, and I think it'll be better served for people that's who really appreciate it. Time for some power grooves. Uh, for me. I have a combo platter this week. It is Night Songs, Shake Me, and Nobody's Fool, which are the first three tracks off of Cinderella's 1986 debut album, Night Songs. I think it's just about as strong as you could hope to introduce your music to the world. Uh, Tom Kiefer, such a distinctive, unique voice. Uh, you can't even try to sing like that, Vince. Mm -mm. Tom Kiefer's voice. If you tried to sing like that, I guarantee you're coughing up blood. <laughs> It's it, yeah. You wonder what what are the uh, genetics or you know the physiology of something like that. Yes, and the album artwork also one of my very favorites. Uh, perfect metal aesthetics. It's just a solid overall record, and I think uh, you know you, you think about eighties hair metal bands that were uh, that were you know top shelf, and uh, I think that Cinderella has slept on quite a bit. Unfortunately, really hard to you got to search like Cinderella band or Cinderella metal. wasn't In retrospect, they didn't know the internet was going to exist. And when you're looking for Cinderella, that's not going to be nearly the first thing that. It's comes weird up. that Disney even ever let it happen. I, that also, <laughs> that also, yeah. it's even the script that they use for their their uh, their uh, their logo. Should, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very indicative. It's purple. Yeah, yeah. It's it, but anyway, uh, yeah. Those top. Those first three tracks on that, you can listen to the whole album if you want, but I like to listen to those three just as one, and I think you'll fucking enjoy it to get your weekend kicked off. Vance, what you listening to? Dude, I got to say, uh, as previously discussed, Power Trip is such a fucking great band, like a crossover kind of thrash band. Yeah. Um, that set that they did on Saturday in LA was awesome. If they come anywhere near you, it's a band you must see live. They've got it so dialed in. It's fucking, it's hard, it's heavy, and it's very, very cool. And I've started to dabble because Gnarly's always got the merch on. He's always rocking yeah. the gear. And like, and if Gnarly enjoys this band enough to have multiple T-shirts, it's got to be fucking on point. It's like a band that could, you know, if they chose, could become a Metallica. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. they have they have that. Right now it's not, it, it doesn't have that mainstream thing, but it's still so fucking good and it's catchy and it's great. Power Trip, check it out. 
All right. Anything else, Vince? Nah, man. Listen to Vince's podcast. We watch wrestling. With Mike Burns and Georgia Hartstark this week, baby. Yeah, this is going to be very exciting. I'm I'm excited to listen to it. Uh, Yeah. All right. We'll see you in the K Money Club for After Dark right after this. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. 